Welcome to the Liberation Lab podcast, insights and interviews for the disruptive educator. And listen, it's a solo episode today, and I want to put all my cards on the table from the start. We're at that time of year where it is just too much. There's not like a break coming. There's maybe frustrations building for where we are in the school year. And it just seems like it is too much. And specifically, I want to highlight today that we are asking way too much of our teachers. The average teacher in a K-12 classroom must wear many hats. They have to be a counselor, an advisor, an advocate, a coordinator. They have to be a data analyst. They have to be a community liaison, a crisis responder, a curriculum developer, a mentor. Oh, and yeah, they have to teach. In the average K to 12 classroom today, we have correctly identified that our students need support. That on the heels of COVID, on the heels of mass shootings, school shootings, an uptick in violence, and all the vestiges of the trauma that our students and the and their communities have experienced, we are seeing it play out in our schools. And, and there is nothing in your teacher prep program, your leadership training program, your master's, pro, whatever it is that you took to get into the position that you are in, there is nothing that could have prepared you for this. I'm thinking specifically in the school in which I serve of several stories of students experiencing levels of abuse where that trauma has now compounded where now I see a student in crisis, but I know based on their history, based on what I know about them, that this is manifesting from something outside of our control. So a teacher has asked a very reasonable request of a student and now the student is triggered. And now we are asking that teacher in that moment to, to not do the thing that they went to school to do, but to also know how to deescalate, to connect with that kid, to build, quote, relationships. That's a big one. And hear me, I am a proponent of building relationships, but we cannot act like building relationships is going to fix everything in our schools. So we ask teachers now to step off of the thing that they have been paid to do, which is educate children and do so much. And we continuously put it on the shoulders of our teachers because we refuse to properly fund and properly support education. We really have to start talking about how children in these yet to be United States of America are a marginalized people group. There are laws passed about them, but they will never be asked about the laws that affect them. There are requirements built for them, some good with protections, 
but they are they are rarely asked about what they need and and how they can help lead us into what's equitable and fair for them. And so because we refuse to properly fund education, now we have teachers in these positions that have to wear so many hats. The frustrations are mounting. Teachers are leaving. We are at a crisis point in education. And it is almost like it is this enormously large elephant in the room that we refuse to acknowledge. We will look away. We'll pretend that everything is okay. Do you, you remember that scene in the Titanic? All hope is lost. It seems there are people running and jumping off of the ship because they are trying to preserve their lives and the band. The band says, we're going to die anyway. Let's go down playing music. All I could think about is, is Steve Harvey and the band was playing as the ship went down. That is what it feels like in education. That you just expect us to continuously play music and not fix the sinking ship called education. So teachers are being asked to be mentors. They mentor new teachers, student teachers, colleagues seeking guidance and support. And yeah, we'll give you a nice little stipend for it. They serve as counselors or advisors. They provide emotional support and guidance to students, right? So student comes and they need a listening ear advice. But sometimes that stuff can weigh on you. I can remember feeling overwhelmed at all that my students were experiencing, all their families were experiencing. I remember there was a young man in a school that I was teaching in my first teaching experience in Camden, New Jersey. And this student, for whatever reason, we, we had, we did not click me and this young man. And I remember his mom coming in and she worked long hours. So we finally got her in to talk to us about what's happening with this young man. And I remember her with tears in her eyes. I remember her with tears in her eyes, looking at her son and saying, you can make it out of Camden. I can't. Please just listen to your teachers. What do you, what do, you do with something like that? There is not a prep program that I know of that could prepare you for that. Or recently finding out as a school leader that one of my students has experienced levels of abuse to the point where that trauma manifests in a relationships with older men. What, what do you do with something like that? Of course, yes, you report it to child protective services and things like, but what do you do emotionally in, in the emotional context of something like that? You see, teachers are in the throes of dealing with all the hats that you've asked them to wear for little pay. All the ways that they're supposed to do their jobs. Oh, and let's not forget, help decorate the building. Oh, and let's not forget, after they decorate the building, you know, folks like myself in school leadership positions have to come in and observe their teaching and kind of, depending on the situation, 
potentially micromanage them where they can't necessarily have the creativity that they want in the classroom. So I think it goes without saying that this is just too much. This is not a sustainable model for education. We cannot make our way forward like this. And so I really started to ask myself, what are the things that we are asking teachers to do that are, that are outside the scope? Let me be clear. I am not suggesting that centering joy in your classroom, restorative practices, culturally responsive teaching, that those things are outside of the scope of teaching. Every teacher should be able to do the things that I've mentioned because those deal with classroom management. Those deal with how you teach students who are increasingly black and brown while our population of teachers are not. How do you cross cultural barriers to be able to build bridges to academic rigor and success and increase student outcomes? Well, you do that through culturally responsive teaching, restorative practices, and social justice education. You do that through excellent teaching. But what about the excessive administrative duties that we give teachers? What about the extensive paperwork and data entry and administrative tasks that take away from actual teaching and planning? What about the fact that because we don't have that many teachers, that prep period that they were supposed to have now goes to covering. And yeah, we're going to pay you your little $40 or whatever it is in your district. But now that time is lost. And yet we're still going to ask you about them lesson plans. Hear me, I'm saying this as someone who, while I'm working for change, I'm complicit in a system that I'm working to change. We really need to take inventory of what it is that is actually needed for a teacher to be successful. We really need to trim the fat, if you will. Not only that, but let's think about standardized testing. So because we have connected finances to standardized testing, we now ask teachers to teach to the test. We'll look at standardized testing. We'll compare it to grades and we'll say if this, if this student has this grade, but standardized test says this, then maybe we're not grading properly, which is kind of hard, right? Because some students aren't good test takers. There's cultural bias in our state tests, but we'll spend so much time in excessive test preparation. And then we wonder why our students are, are not bought into the process because everything that we do is tailored to this test and not real learning that needs to happen um, for their future. Their future will not be riddled with standardized tests. And there have been studies done that show they're not necessarily the best marker for the intelligence of a, of a student. So what are we doing? We need more of a balanced approach to assessment. Teachers need to be supported for their expertise and understanding and knowing their students. And yes, I'm not, a, and, and hear me, I'm not anti-standardized test. I'm not that guy either. I do believe that we need to better fulfill, better align what the purposes are in our standardized tests. But but on top of all of that, we have these ambitious goals, these SGOs that that 
teachers are supposed to create. And we ask them to be aggressive in their goal setting, to really go after it. But then they don't have access to quality resources, classroom materials, professional development um, opportunities, or support staff. They need to print something and now there's not paper. They need teachers, or excuse me, they need their students to write and there's no pencil. They need access to extra books. We ordered just enough. They have a transfer student and now they have to figure out where the extra books are. Why don't we fund schools like we actually love students? Why don't we fund schools like we actually care about what happens on the other end of graduation? So much of our time is wrapped up in whether or not, um, you know, the, the budgeting decisions that our teachers have to make. Oh, and with that little pay that they're getting, more times than not, they are going to use their own money to then fund the resources for their students. But, you know, you get a tax break, right? On top of that, what if they have a really terrible boss? What if the administrative oversight in that school building is trash? Some school districts that, that I know of personally have these rigid policies and procedures that limit teacher autonomy, right? They, they stifle creativity. And then we wonder why there is teacher burnout and frustration, why our numbers are trending downward, why we don't have more people going into teaching. Could it be that they've done a cost-benefit analysis and realized that there are limited benefits to actually teaching. Like if I want security for my future, this may not be the profession that I go in. So let me say this. <clears throat> As an uh, emerging leader, there have been many things that I have learned um, over these few years being in school leadership. To any school leader who is listening, I would say this to anybody, your first year in whatever position that you have, I don't care if you're a dean, an assistant principal, a principal, I don't care what part of the year you came in, your first year should be your listening tour. You need to adequately find out the stories, the history, the culture that you have now inherited. You need to find out who are the folks who really make this thing go? Who are the folks that are resistant and why? More times than not, teachers who are resistant didn't get that way on their own. More times than not, there is a distrust of leadership. And the only way you gain that trust is by listening, hearing, supporting, collaborating, and yes, in some cases, compromising. So school leader, what hills are you dying on that you don't need to? In what ways is your leadership embodying a practice of support, a practice of returning humanity to education? Don't forget that that's the theme of this season, healing and humanity. And I guess at the crux of all of this is the fact that teachers are humans too. And especially right now, 
at this point in the year, teachers need some extra love. Because even after the the administrative oversight, even after maybe their school leader is trash or non-existent or stuck in their office or inaccessible, or maybe they don't answer emails or maybe whatever it is. On top of that, some of our teachers are experiencing the weight of these unrealistic expectations. So we ask teachers to take on stuff beyond teaching. Meetings before the meeting, meeting after the meeting, then the real meeting. Join this committee that doesn't have any decision-making power. Engage in this extracurricular activity because ultimately we don't pay you enough at your actual job. So then we'll pay you a little bit more to do more work. So we'll get the most out of you for the least amount we can pay you. Like the whole system of education is going continuously because of the generosity of teachers. The fact that we haven't gotten that yet, the fact that we have not truly supported teachers in ways that are meaningful to them, hint, hint, better pay. The fact that we are still working through that and yet have questions about why students aren't producing at certain levels, it just shows how ill-equipped we are at a government level, at a legislative level to really see the problems on the ground. As I've been paying attention to my state legislature, I see bills being called up. And the moment I look at them, I'm like, there's no way a teacher signed off on this. Could it be the people that are making decisions about teaching really have no idea about what we do? What an educator really needs? And could it just be that folks who are who have a vote, who have a say in the matter should probably be listening more before they before they decide on issues. If you're a teacher listening, first of all, shout out to you. I recognize that at this time of the year, you are probably questioning so much. Do I still want to do this? Is there a new role or position that I might need? Do I want to quit altogether? The fact that you get up and go at it every single day is commendable. The fact that you get up and serve our kids is something that is worth applause, worth better pay. The fact that you are in a space where you are underutilized, underpaid, and yet you have the weight of the world on your shoulders and you go out and you make it look easy. I'm thinking about teachers even in the building that I serve in. There's no way I do what I do without them. There's no way that I lead anything without them. So shout out to teachers. Shout out to the sacrifices that you make. And I really, really hope that our world, our nation can get it together and give you what you deserve then some. Because right now, at this point in the year, this is too much. Till next time, y'all. Let's keep pushing.